0: Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a year. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates so don't hesitate start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options navy federal credit union our members are the mission savings products insured by ncua investment products are not insured not obligations of navy federal and may lose value there's a lot happening these days but i have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. This Day in History class is a production of (laughs) iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that raises the curtain on everyday history and lets it take a bow. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're talking about one of the most influential performers of all time, a new kind of actor who's said to have played a vital role in shaping the way that stories were told. The day was November 23rd, 534 BC. An ancient Greek performer named Thespis became the first known actor to portray a character on stage. His performance took place during an Athenian festival called Dionysia, which was an elaborate celebration of Dionysus, the god of wine and fertility. As part of the festivities, a chorus would sing ancient hymns called dithyrams in the deity's honor. The performers recounted the gods' amazing exploits and abilities on stage, sometimes while wearing masks and costumes, but they weren't meant to portray specific characters in the story. That supposedly changed on what would later be known as November 23, 534, the traditional date assigned to the festival. Thespis is said to have shaken things up that year by stepping out from the chorus, donning a new kind of mask, and performing the role of Dionysus himself, rather than just singing his praises. Many in the crowd considered the action blasphemous, but the majority were too captivated to care. Thespis had added a new, exciting element to the early art of drama, and the world would never be the same. The 6th century addition of character acting to choral processions was brought about indirectly by a tyrannical politician named Pisistratus. After seizing power in Athens in the 560s, Pisistratus established a host of new public festivals, including Dionysia. That citywide festival featured plenty of revelry and plenty of wine, but there were more highbrow offerings on hand as well. Including artistic competitions devoted to music, dance, singing, and poetry. However, in 534, it's said that Pisistratus wanted to change things up by adding a drama competition to the festival's offerings. At the time, that would have taken the form of a choral presentation with dramatic and narrative elements, not too far off from what we call a play today. The difference was that the performers were all just narrating in the third person rather than exchanging dialogue as characters. That was the kind of entertainment Thespis and his troupe were expected to perform at Dionysia, but the actor had something else in mind. Although little is known about his early life, it's believed Thespis was born in Icaria, which at the time was a city in southeastern Greece. Later in life, he moved to the ancient Greek metropolis of Athens, where he got involved in the fledgling art of theater, perhaps as a traveling performer. He was later credited as a talented playwright as well, but since none of his alleged works exist today, it's unclear whether or not that's true. What we do know for certain is that Thespis was active during a time when the artistic world was changing. Stories that had once been exclusively oral were increasingly being written down and preserved. That shift began to change the way some artists approached storytelling. Before, there had been an almost stifling sense of continuity. Performers were reciting or enacting the stories of their culture as a kind of ongoing ritual. But with the advent of writing, a story could endure without the need of other people constantly retelling it. And if that was the case, then the performance of stories on stage could be new and different too. By all accounts, Thespis was the first to take advantage of that newfound freedom. There's no record of what exactly he and his troupe performed that day, but since the festival was devoted to Dionysus, it's safe to assume it was a scripted story that revolved around him. That theory is also supported by a passage in Aristotle's Poetics, a book of theatrical criticism written about 200 years after Thespis' alleged performance. According to Aristotle, Thespis broke from tradition by jumping out from among the chorus and assuming the role of Dionysus. He then proceeded to exchange lines with the leader of the chorus and even took on the role of other characters, swapping between different masks to represent each one. The performance apparently impressed the crowd, as Thespis and his crew are said to have won the competition that day. That said, there is a healthy debate among scholars about Thespis and his true role in the development of Greek drama. What exactly should we credit him for? It's often implied that he invented acting, at least in the Western world, but if we think of acting as pretending to be someone else for the purpose of storytelling, it's likely that somebody somewhere had already done that by the time of Thespis. Still, there are enough contemporary stories surrounding him to suggest he did have a transformative effect on ancient Greek theater. We can see that just in the act of stepping out from the chorus. By distinguishing himself as the main character of the story, Thespis helped establish the importance and effectiveness of the protagonist in drama. And by speaking with the chorus, he tied it directly to the story's plot, effectively making it a character as well. Those ideas were further developed by other writers, including the playwrights Aeschylus, Sophocles, and Euripides. Their plays are the earliest preserved Greek tragedies, Written in the century after Thespis, and each one builds on storytelling features credited to the actor. Most notably, they added a full cast of characters meant to be portrayed by more than one actor. We'll never know if Thespis really was the world's first actor, but he was clearly influential enough to be written about with reverence by the likes of Aristotle, Plutarch, and a host of others. His likeness was also represented in mosaics, frescoes, and sculptures found throughout ancient Rome, particularly in theaters and in temples dedicated to Bacchus, the Roman equivalent of Dionysus. That admiration continued for more than a thousand years, all the way up to the time of Shakespeare, when he and other English theater types began calling themselves Thespians in his honor. In that way, it almost doesn't matter whether Thespis was the first actor or not. Like the deity he portrayed in his breakout role, he's more of a concept now than a real person. He's transcended the specifics of his life to become the embodiment of acting, the god of theater. And his disciples pay him tribute to this day in the most appropriate way possible, by bringing the art of storytelling to life right there on the stage. I'm Gabe Louzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can pass them along by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow, For another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God work.